My mum always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am Iron Man. I see dead people. May the force be with you. To infinity and beyond! I will not die sober! We are back. The blood is back. My blood don't die. We just multiply. Yeah, yeah. Soon to be fine. <laughs> hey guys, this is Pop Poor Review. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hello. Hi. And today we are doing Defy Bloods, Spike Lee's new Netflix movie. Uh, and before we get into it, let me tell the drink. It is called Blood. It is spice rum, vodka, strawberry puree, and grenadine. Kind of like a daiquiri. It was delicious. Sorry. I haven't been able to have it in months. In spirit, you're having them all. Sure. <laughs> okay, so Defy Bloods. Did you guys like it? I did. Yeah, uh, I loved it. I loved it, but I don't. I mean, like, I really liked it, but I'm not sure if I would have liked it as much as I did if like other good movies were constantly coming out. Do you know what I mean? Sort yeah. of. I mean, it's not my favorite Spike Lee movie. Well, I've only seen two, so I don't. I can't judge based well, you on need that. To see so much Spike Lee no, movies. I know. I will. Can I tell you though, watching Black <laughs> Klansman and this has made me want to watch like all of his movies. That, no, I think I, st- I think I still would have liked it. I think it's no, me too, in general but... a good movie. Yeah, I also like uh, Delroy Lindo. Ugh. I'm can't Ugh, hashtag Oscar again. for him because he's amazing on The Good Fight as well, and he was also in Malcolm X. The scene, like, please excuse me if I'm going in and out. I just almost dropped my microphone. Uh, the scene where the first, like, I knew when he was, I was like, this guy's Oscar worthy watching this movie. I was like, the scene where he's on the boat and they're they're like going through the water and all these like. Uh, the vendors. Uh, all the vendors are coming up at him. He's kind of having like he he has PTSD. So like when he's kind of having like an episode, I was like, whoa! This I, that's why I actually looked up who he was because I was like, this guy is so good, and he kept getting better and better. But I saw so many articles saying that he deserved an Oscar nomination before like I even watched the movie. So I was like really excited to see him because like I I was like he's probably the first person this is probably the first movie where someone like they've praised it so much that they already are like oscar yeah. not right away mm-hmm. like adamantly like saying oscar yeah okay so the uh the plot is four african-american vets battle the, the forces of man and nature when they return to vietnam seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide i thought this was a kind of like is this based on a true story because i've seen articles where it says is it and i never i've been forgetting to click on it to actually read the article i have no idea but, um, I mean, I ha- I don't have any idea either. But I mean, honestly, I at first like I knew it was supposed to be a good movie, but I wasn't interested in it because I thought it was gonna be a lot of a, a like, like a, a slow movie? burn movie. I thought it was gonna be a slow burn movie. Yeah. From the way that like you know critics and everyone kept like the way they were like describing it, I was just like, I know that I'll probably like it, but like. It's like two and a half hours. I don't know if like I have the mindset to sit down because I was expecting a really like heavy, like slow burn type of movie. And I have to really be in the mood to watch that. Mm -hmm. But the pacing for this movie was amazing that I didn't even like feel like the two and a half hours were that long. Me too. I thought I was actually we paused it to like stop it for a second. I was like, oh, we're already this far in. Like I was I was so into it that I was like, I didn't even pay attention to the time. Like literally. And I also think it helped that like. They broke it up with like the the pat like um the flashbacks and the and the present. I think that kind of helped it too. And the so but, such different stylistic way of filming both of them. Like one was what'd you say sixteen millimeter? Sixteen. The, 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 the flashback, the, the war scenes. Sixteen millimeter. And then the re- the real like the actual scenes almost looked like a documentary almost. Like it was like not very. It was the way they shot it. It almost looked they were just like filming a documentary, and it was such a contrast that like actually made me more entertained in the plot. Yeah. So I just read online. It's not. 
based Elements on an are. actual story. Mm-hmm. It's more about the stories of black fighters in Vietnam, black soldiers in Vietnam. Yeah. And I mean, the Hanoi Hannah part you said was real. Yeah. So I, I think like that's what they were so trying to elements get. That they, and he was trying to get the more. elements of uh, yeah. like the black, the that. black soldiers yeah. in in this time. So like these people, the story isn't based, but the whole Every, the feeling, setup is. Yeah. yeah, the feeling is. But I will say, I read articles about like what like uh, veter- like vet- like black vets who watch this movie they all said it they felt like they said like he captured what they felt when they were in vietnam like almost perfectly spike lee's kind of like he does his way he makes a film is kind of crazy a little bit sometimes but like he did have like a heart to this film i feel like yeah i felt the same way with black Klansman. his more recent films i feel yeah. have been like that not uh his earlier ones were more i don't know if grittier is the right word but more down to earth his earlier ones you're saying his earlier work his early work's more like um, he kind of just got a camera and film stuff. I feel like from what I've seen, like clips of, mm-hmm. and this one's more like he actually had a somewhat of a budget to actually yeah. do stuff. I which mean, I really would have enjoyed seeing this like on the big screen, like an IMAX, because when they the aspect at one ratios? point, yeah, when the aspect ratio changed, I think at one point it goes the full screen. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it we, does. Yeah, because yeah, so like, like that would have been amazing to see. I forgot what scene. I think it was one of the um, it was this the the minefield scene maybe. Yeah. Oh, I just remember there was later. a pan, there was a pan down, and the, my entire TV screen was filled, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is beautiful!" This shot. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, I would have 100 percent rather seen this in the theater than on like a TV. But I, I will, think they were going to release it in theaters until COVID hit, and then it was supposed to go to Cannes as like the non-competitive part. Yes, but then um, it, it they just put it onto Netflix without having a theatrical. I mean, maybe later on during an Oscar. I hope they release things. In theaters. They I might they it. might put it in theaters or like when everything comes back. Like the theaters come kind of back, maybe they'll throw it into theaters. I will say though, like um, I feel like they probably will. They usually do that for like Oscar no- nominated movies. Like give I, them like a short theater run yeah, before like, like awards. Quick, like here's over. a reminder: watch these things. But I will say, like the two things I can almost like, if I were saying the Oscars, the things I would say like this is like a shoe in for like at least nominations is. Well, I would think actor for Del- Delroy Lindo, Del Roy but they're Lindo. saying so they're putting him supporting, which I think is stupid. And no, that'll change. He'll go into lead because I think that his son it was actually very Jonathan good as well. Jonathan Majors was excellent, and he well. should be supporting. If yeah. oh my god, the scene when he was on the mine, uh, like no, that's spoiler. Alert. We had no, we have to talk about that separately because I have been a whole spoiling feeling. about it the that's entire true. time. But um, no, no, no. There's a whole there's a whole landmine segment. Wait, before we get into that, I just want to say also cinematography. I think it's a shoe in as well. Yeah, I can see the cinematography because I thought it was like the way they did it was just like beautifully balanced and i'm glad they didn't do so much of the flashbacks i thought they were going to go very heavily on the war flashback same same and i'm really happy they didn't because the more present story was much more yeah, interesting i didn't to like me. the flashbacks as much because one they didn't de-age them or get younger actors which kind of took me out of it a little bit and two i thought chadwick boseman was just there really, really okay i don't think he did much to so i mean yes plot. i he i mean i thought he was good he wasn't anything special but he was good he wasn't bad i don't good. think he was good because he didn't do, do anything oh i thought he was he good. Like I thought a, for what he did it was fine he didn't do anything i mean the only the only part of that movie where you needed the flashback is one to know that there was they buried gold somewhere and two to find out that the Deroy lindo Spoiler character was ki- he killed killed the Norman norman chavik norman's character within with friendly fire so i mean that those are the only two real things that you really need to know about the flashback part because all the really good story takes place. No, I, and I will say I rewatched some of like the the, the, the sixteen the millimeter, 
and that war scene that they first when like the helicopters like swirling down crashes that is like a cool scene and they they gave just enough time to it i mean yeah i I disagree with you i thought i didn't say chadwick chadwick boseman is like amazing but he was good he was fine i wouldn't say he was bad but i actually liked the not dh like it's not that he was bad it's just you know you can't really say anything he was barely in it yeah i was actually surprised by that i thought but i mean the trailers kind of hyped him up more Oh, but I wonder because he's, he's, he's Marvel he's now. Black so, Panther. Yeah. He's the biggest star in that. Um, but I will say, that, I also like that too. They didn't really hire a lot of like Hugh because I read online that like Samuel Jackson, and, like Don Cheadle were attached to it at first when they were first making it, like really big popular stars. And I think I like the not um big. I think you just kind of get the you kind of like like those characters more. And I think I liked they didn't de-age them because you got well, to like, like seen, them more. I've seen a lot of these actors before in yeah. other movies. Like Jonathan it's not Majors that I've is never really seen up them. and coming right now. Uh, I mean, Delroy Lindo, Delroy Lindo has is, been in was a lot. Big. I never, I, like, I, yeah, I haven't really seen them In the 90s, I saw him. He was in like, he was gone in 60 Seconds. Get he was Shorty. in Romeo Must Die. Yeah, Get Shorty. Oh, like. I, okay, I haven't seen really those movies. The only thing I, the one guy I recognized was, I think his name was Melvin. He was, um, in the show, TV show Veep, that's where I knew him from. Are they, uh, I think I I've seen them. I've seen them all except two people. It was um, Eddie and the guy who played Otis. The, it, Eddie is the one with the the child, right? No. That's no. Otis. Oh, Otis, Eddie's they, the one. Eddie's the first one to die. Oh, cardio ship guy. Yeah. Oh, okay, but yeah, I, I actually liked they didn't de-age them because it kind of made me like get to know their character more for me at least, but. Didn't, didn't you say that Netflix actually said no? Yeah, Netflix didn't want to give him the money to shoot in 16mm or de-age, and he was able to get the 16mm, but That's not so the de-aging crazy. effect. And I remember we watched it, we're like, this budget must be huge, and it was only like, was like 35 million. million. Compared to, like, you know, the Irishman's like 250 Over two, million. probably, yeah. But, like, that's so weird that... I don't know. I feel like Netflix just throws money at people, so like I don't know why they would be like. Well, I think the yeah. big thing is that they didn't have to because they didn't get really huge name stars besides like Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Spike you know, Lee. I mean, Spike Lee has his own recognition. Yeah, but like not even that, just that, but the budget could actually go towards location and like things like that versus going towards one person. Like how a lot of these movies end up, where it's like their budget goes towards like one actor's salary no i know i was just surprised like being how like there's a following behind spike lee if people go see his movies that they wouldn't be like here's whatever you need i don't know that's what i th- I was surprised by that yeah i mean i think black clansman might have been one of his bigger hits like not mainstream but like his like well he won his first oscar with that he so. didn't win his first oscar but i mean he's been nominated a couple of times but that's where he first won but i i mean he does have a very niche audience mm-hmm. i don't think he's as mainstream as as some people Martin think, Scorsese, probably, yeah. but I I do think that he has his very niche audience, and his audience does love whatever he does. He has like so. a cult following. No, 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 it's no, not more? a cult following. It's it's not like fully mainstream, but it's not like a cult. he's almost like Quentin Tarantino on a level because Quentin Tarantino, like, yeah, he's still a niche type of dude. Like he's not mainstream. Everyone knows him. Because you can't, I can't consider Quentin Tarantino mainstream because his movies still only appeal to like certain people. Oh, because a lot of people don't like Quentin Tarantino yeah. movies. Oh, I, a lot I, of people don't. I consider like they him would never, mainstream. they would never cast, they would never have him direct a Marvel film. But they were going to have him direct a Star Trek film. No, no, he wanted to direct a Star Trek film. Oh, that that was never. He's like, I have a script and I'm ready to go. Oh, is that what it was? But Paramount was just like, I don't know about that. Like was, you, like he would never be sought out by a mainstream film to like. Yeah, they're, they're they're they, good at doing what they want to do when they get their budget, but their movies do really well. So, so that's why I consider him mainstream because his movies make his over, movies don't make that no. much money. No? Re- Once just upon recently. a time in Hollywood is his highest 
is as high as Inglorious Bastards and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and there was uh, and Django are his like three big ones. Hateful Eight did not do well. I mean, Death Proof did not do that well. That was Uh, one with a double feature, right? Yeah, I mean, Pulp Fiction made him famous. I don't. I don't think a lot of his movies have broken six very niche six figures. Yeah. Not six figures, but like you know, I I don't think a lot of them have broken a hundred million. No, I think it's only the th- the three. It's Django and Glorious and uh and Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so Hollywood just barely made money. Directing movie, like if you combine all his movies as a director, it made it's like eight hundred million domestic. Who? Uh, Quinn Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, like. So yeah, I mean, I guess I mean I would consider that a- uh, yeah average, I guess. Yeah. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. But I mean, let's go back to the movie. Oh, but also before we go back to the movie, Kelly, would you watch a Black Panther movie that Spike Lee directed? With Spike Lee, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we were talking about that the other day, me and Jimmy. So I was like, I want to see what your thought. That's what I would. I would see that. But um, he's a he's a really good director. I have nothing against. No, I was just curious if like you think. I want to know if you thought he would be a good like. I think it would be a lot lot different. Oh, I think it would go against the Marvel stuff a lot. Like more with like James Gunn done dead sort of. Okay. Yeah. No. It wouldn't be a superhero. Spike Lee would not would not fit into the marvel mold i'd be interesting to see that so spike lee if you're listening or kevin feige if you're listening yeah okay (laughs) well i just i'm not i'm just like not sure what he would do with action to be quite honest like the type of action that marvel wants yeah yeah that's true he doesn't do much action but um i mean back to the movie now matt screamed oh oh the minefield oh my god because when they first find the gold and Jonathan Major's character's like kind of walking uh, like all uh, off the beaten path. I was like, Ooh, well, he, he went better, to go poop. Yeah, I was like, oh, he better watch out for those landmines. My brother's like, what? I'm like, yeah, Vietnam's covered in landmines. Well, that's why that's the other people. Those that's why those that, other people. Yeah, were there. that's why like they had the the. Uh, There's a group the that was like literally there to like <laughs> lamb to literally defuse the bomb. Yeah. So yeah. he and you were just like, what? So every time they took a step, you like, oh my jumped. god, I, it was a good twenty no, minutes. I was, until I was I was tense. really nervous when he was like digging. He's like, what the hell is this? And they kept digging. I was like, oh shit, they're gonna hit a landmine exactly. hit a and land they, ha- they had like happy music to it i was like i feel like spike lee would definitely put like happy music to this and have someone like explode like i feel like that's a very I, like spike lee thing to do yeah i thought that but then when we finally did hit the landmine like maybe like 10 15 minutes later not even like 10 minutes at most later with um the character of eddie you just knew it was going to happen because they stopped all the music not, and he was just, like walking he was walking back i know as soon slowly. as he was waving the gold bar yeah. he they found the gold and they like we're fighting, and all of a sudden, as soon as they were, he was waving, he's walking backward. I'm like, I'm like Jimmy, Jimmy, it's gonna, Jimmy, it's gonna happen. And if I don't think if I didn't know that was gonna happen, I think if I wasn't like tense the entire like ten minutes before, I would have jumped. I still jumped, but no, I I knew that was gonna happen only because the music stopped, and I'm like, why is he moving backwards? And because he kept, he was doing the whole like he followed like the norm like movies the predictable where it's like there's the guy who's being the moral compass and no one's listening to him and he's trying really hard and then he blew up well so i was like i knew that was gonna happen but then five seconds later i was like why the fuck are they still walking around yeah jonathan majors was just like wandering i actually screamed when he when you hear a click 
I was literally you knew like that was coming. No, I just but I didn't I wasn't I was just pay attention to his like dismembered Eddie's dismembered body that like was Okay, so uh Kelly, you, I, I want to know if like you think of this. When I saw his uh, dismembered body like with the blood squirting on his arms, uh, I, I thought of, I thought of Phoebe from <laughs> Friends when she had her war flashback war flashback. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I know exactly what you're talking about when she was the nurse. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I literally started but, laughing because of that. No, do you know what I started thinking? I was starting to think of the hunt, the girl who got impaled. Oh, oh I, yeah. I'm like kept, vaguely remember and that. And kept screaming at oh, everyone. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then she's like, it's my birthday. And I was like, <laughs> like I was laughing at that. But then um, Delroy Lindo's uh, son um, in the movie, when he stepped on it, I was like, God damn it. Why were you wandering around? I think we also should should clarify. So Delroy Lindo's character, his name is Paul. And he suffers from P- PTSD and everything from yeah. um, the Vietnam War. And his son, who's played by... Um, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. He comes along. His name is David in the movie. He comes along on the trip just to keep an eye on his dad. So he's with them with this whole trip. And they but, get some gold. Yeah, it's like a side story. Uh, it's like, I guess maybe the B story arc I mean, in the... Yeah, but he, probably. He didn't really do a good job of keeping an eye on his dad because his dad just Well, goes, his dad's a little crazy. He goes off. Yeah. He was very crazy. But, um, uh, so No, but I mean, the only like landmine scene is when the one lamb guy was running away and he stepped on one and exploded. That was, was that like, was, oh. but that was so much later. That was like three yeah, scenes that's later. Like, that's like twenty minutes so, later. No, that's, that's the Seppo, only Seppo. That was Seppo, Seppo that one was, of the people from that Lamb. Was the only, uh, the only time it was like, ooh, explosion. Um, but also, I also knew that like I had a feeling Eddie was gonna be like the first one to sort of die because like he was the one out of out of all four of the bloods like they really he didn't, was the least interesting he was the least like <laughs> focused on it was like Paul then it goes Otis who I thought was very good as well then it was kind of I thought I thought Melvin a little more than Eddie and they were kind of the two side like he was more of a comedic really so he was in more of the movie and then Eddie you knew was more... Eddie was gonna go because he was the only one who was like let's donate the gold and yeah. then I was like oh, yeah it's over it's over for you buddy you just like sealed your fate in this movie. You don't donate things in movies. You die. That's like a hard not, movie. Not in the first forty-five minutes of the yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but yeah, that scene was amazing, and I was like, oh my god, I was like, I need this scene to be over because I'm very tense. So Jonathan Major's character, they tie a rope around him because they apparently they did this like when they were younger for someone else. So basically, it's that they just pull really hard, and when he gets off, like the momentum will push him forward enough that he'll avoid like most of the blast. So the sun is saved, and then but now they have they have the lamb people held hostage. Oh, did you also think they know about the the gold? Did you also think David might have like had like an injury from the explosion thing? I was like waiting for him to turn around, like have his like back burned or something. No, because you saw you saw him jump away like clearly from the explosion. But then this is when um, Paul Delroy Lindo's character really loses it because he thinks that so basically they're going to for the gold to get the gold this gold that they buried back when and then they're trying to smuggle the gold out of the country so they um hire this french guy so through otis's baby mama through otis's baby mama because otis had an affair with uh a Vietnamese also, woman, and I, I, who, and he has a daughter. How does that daughter not know it was him? Like, come on. She knew. Oh, she I said thought, like I, right after. She, she oh, said okay. right after. She's like, "Is that my dad?" Oh, I thought I must have missed that part then. Okay. But yeah, so basically, uh, when Delroy Lindo's character sees these three people following them, he automatically assumes that they're working for the French businessman that hired him. So he thinks they're getting double cross and he starts to lose it when he sees them. So he grabs a gun and he forces everyone to tie him, tie them up and keep them as hostage. Cause it's either that 
or he said he was going to kill them, mm-hmm. which you knew he was going to do because he was so unhinged. I think he also, so, oh, and also um, Otis had a gun they found and then Paul took it. So he also has oh, a yeah. gun now. Oh, yeah. Crazy. So, Paul is very crazy. <laughs> Otis's baby mama gave him a gun to keep him, like, to just use in case of something terrible going wrong. Um, Eddie finds the gun and then Delroy Lindell's character just loses it too because he thinks, oh shit, he's going to knock us all off once this all happens. Yes. So, so then, yeah, uh, you see his mind come more and more unhinged as it goes on. And I kind of like that because you kind of notice, like, as he's getting more and more unhinged, he's like talking to the camera more and more. And I was like, oh, that's, I like that because it's all, I, that was a good progression for. Well, yeah, and it's also really sad because, like, right before he became he became unhinged, right before the landmine scene, he, like, you know, his son and him have a very strained relationship, and his son never felt like his, that he, that Delroy Lindell's character ever loved him as a child because the his mother died in childbirth, so. And he blamed the son. And he blamed the son, so, you know, right before all the shit goes down, he's just like, you know that I do love you, right? And so nice it was kind of, yeah, it was like a nice breakthrough scene. But then right after, then like, after, after he was like, yeah, I disown you. <laughs> he, but he like literally yeah. went so crazy. And then like, oh, and then he's like there. So they get out of the woods and like he come and they get like, um, be, uh, they get bombarded by. No, well, they meet his guide. They meet his guy, but they get bombarded by who is it? That, who the is it the it the, Viet- the, Viet- the Vietnamese? Just a group that from yeah. like a okay that knew about the gold also. It might not like just been like Vietnamese gangsters, but that knew about the gold. Yeah. So they got yeah. so they kind of like they like a, there's like a little bit of an ambush, mm-hmm. and then one Seppo explodes because <laughs> he runs into a landmine. Well, um, Seppo's one of the three people that were held hostage. Lamb, yeah. You're just saying Seppo. Like, everyone's <laughs> going to know who Seppo is. Well, hopefully, if you watch the movie, you know who Seppo is. Well, hopefully, you're, you watched the yeah. movie before listening to this. But, <laughs> but um, and then David gets shot, and then everyone else is fine, but they kill all the other. Oh, no. One person gets one, uh, VM, one of the gang members gets away and drives away. Yeah. So that's when Paul literally like starts screaming and like singing through the through the woods again, uh, the, through the he jungle. Does this g- amazing monologue to the camera. To the camera. And did you notice that it just keeps panning closer and closer to his face the more and more he goes on? Yeah. I just like, the more with the talking about like his performance, like the more I'm like I like I there I don't think there could be someone better than him this year. Like he was so good, and it's like every scene got better and better that he was in. I'm like. I was like, because I never really saw him anything. That's why I was like so surprised. I was like, who is this guy? He is amazing. It, this is like a, it was like a, what, a four minute, five minute monologue. I think maybe about even five longer. minutes because I've seen people a, repost it on Twitter and it's about a five minute clip. So it's like a five minute monologue. And as he's talking, he's not talking to anyone. It's supposed to be him talking to himself. But the camera starts panning closer to his face. And then he's just making direct contact, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And it's just like he's it's like he's talking to you directly. And it's just it's amazing. It, it's one of the best like monologues I think I've seen in a very long time in a movie. Yeah. And and then and then they then they ha- I actually did. I like the big like kind of fight they had at the very end of the temple. I thought yeah, that was a good fight. Because the, uh, the guy who was going to smuggle out the. Uh, What's his name? Wait, I'm going to look. It's, it's um, Gene, Gene Reno. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? OK. Is it Gene? It's is it Gene Reno? Is that yeah, how you Gene it? Reno. He is the he's French. The Pink Panther. Yes, he's the French uh, guy who's going to smuggle out the gold, and you know he double. He's a trickster. Them. And so him and all the Vietnamese gang members. Gang like, yeah. members I'm assuming that's what they are. Like after they they do kill Paul. They Paul, they kill they kill well they kill Paul. They killed in the Paul. jungle. Then Melvin. Oh wait 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 hold on we forgot to say that Paul on his solo journey also came to an epiphany. Oh and saw so, like, Norman. Yeah, so Chadwick basically, Boseman. yeah, Chadwick Boseman. So, like, he, a lot of what people don't um, 
find out until this scene in the movie is that like the whole time everyone's like you know Paul Delroy Lindo's character like worshipped Chadwick Boseman's character like they were the closest out of the all and then every night he he met he saw his ghost and talked to him so basically there's he like while he's like going through his thing he gets like stuck what is it a branch and then he falls down this hill yeah and, it, and, it, and, and the it, gold it, gets stuck it, on the, the branch gets stuck on the branch but also and, I didn't and I, and I also think like out of all four of the blood like he they were all going for the gold I feel like mostly but he was going more to find Norman I, I have a feeling that's that was my I think intuition. He had, I think it was more Norman, but he also wanted. No, the gold. but what I'm saying is they were like gold and a little bit of Norman. He was Norman with because a little he bit was of the gold. only one who knew that what really happened. Everyone that's else why I think he, he had the most PTSD. The, the I think Vietnam, the Vietnam, the Viet Cong killed. No, him. I know, but I think that's why he had the most like problems because he killed him. Like he knew. He yeah. No, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you don't know that so at the like, time, but basically he starts hallucinating and meets with Norman's ghost because one of the other things they wanted to do besides get the gold was find um, Chadwick Boseman's characters, like his remains, and bring them home to have them properly buried because they didn't do that previously. So he meets with Chadwick Boseman's ghost and kind of like I guess resolves his inner turmoil. You know, Chadwick Boseman's character is like, I understand, you know, it was a part of war. I forgive you. And so he kind of has an epiphany and is like, okay, all right, the gold is yours. Like, I'm going to go home. And I guess, like, you know, he just kind of, like, resolved his inner issues, like, temporarily. But then he runs into the Vietnamese gangsters. Oh, and they kill him good. Yeah, (laughs) they make him dig his own grave. And, you know. Yeah, and like, he's, just, he gives they, another they, like, speech. Massacre him. Yeah, yeah, they really like go hard <laughs> and on him. The only reason how like I guess everyone else knows he's dead is because the Gene Reno character has the uh, Make America Great. Oh, he's again also hat. a big like uh, Trump, so like he has the Make America Great hat. Yeah, so and he throws it on Otis. So yes, yeah, but it's like a metaphor that like the guy who has PTSD and shit like that is yeah. the only one who support who supported President Trump. So, but um, I will say, yeah, that that temple scene was that was a lot going on. That temple scene. Yeah, and I poor mean, Melvin, he scared me. I'm so happy that they did have that temple scene because, like, the action in this movie was actually like pretty good and helped keep the fast pace of yeah. the movie and interest. Because um, also like, and I, I was actually never I I was I was nervous they were they were gonna kill all the bloods off and I'm like you you can't I feel like you can't kill them all off you had to keep one so I was very happy they kept Otis alive because poor uh, Melvin I was not expecting him to jump on a grenade. And I literally, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, that might have been second nature for him. No, it was. I just wasn't no, expecting him they, to do that. No, but they did that ironically because, you know, earlier in the movie, if you guys remember, they were talking about, oh, yeah, that dude jumped on a grenade. And Melvin specifically said he's like, fuck that. I would never fucking do that. You oh, know? did he? I don't remember that part. I no, he did. remember he, that, yeah. He said that. He's like, I would never fucking jump on a grenade. He's like, fuck that dude. And then, you know, when they throw the grenade, the first thing he does is go to protect him because, you know, he was kidding around saying like you know i'm out for my own ass not any of y'all but then they basically are like no like they're blood brothers yeah. like in their minds so he doesn't even hesitate throws his body on at the grenade and no i just was not i just I, I i don't remember that line so maybe i didn't hear that and then i just i wasn't expecting that to be like i thought they were gonna like kick it or run or something and i was like oh i was like that's why i was nervous i'm like please don't kill off all the bloods because like you gotta have one come back and you know just and then i like the ending where they all got like they kind of showed what happened with what happened to each person money. that each person that died's share of the money. I thought that was a really good scene at the end. Yeah, it was. It was a good. It was a good ending. Also, at the, and then also for Otis's ending, it was like he was with his daughter, and he that's is that like a Spike Lee like thing like where he, he like, does that. They all look like they floating. Shot. Yeah, but, he does that a lot. Did anyone else think like 
I, I thought it was like, that must have been so uncomfortable shooting, just like holding each other, smiling for like that long of a time. Well, no, I, a lot of like, um, I mean, I can think Black Clansman did it, Inside Man did it. Malcolm X did no, it. No, no, like, but I'm so saying that, like that's but, a spike. No, 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 but for trademark. Black Klansmen, it was like they look serious, so it was like a little easier to like kind of look like that way for like how long the shot was. Well, no, because just to sit there and smile, I feel serious, like that'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, but I mean, it depends. But yeah, he does that a lot. What was the actual like ending? Ending? I'm trying to think like what the actual. It was the letter. He was reading the letter. The and Jonathan telling Majors what, was and saying reading what the happened letter. to everyone. Because now Jonathan Majors was a blood, right? Technically. Yeah. Because like that's their blood. saying: we don't die, we multiply. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so think, it I just think, ends with a letter. Him and the two lamb people were they consider them bloods because they helped. Yeah, exactly. Though and I then the, and then oh, did the did the tour guide die? No, he survived. No, he no, survived. He, survived. Yeah, he was an he was an honorary blood too because he yeah, whoever helped yeah, they, whoever they, helped yeah. them at that shootout. Even though I mean the two uh, the two lamb people who were still left, they really didn't do much. Okay, but to Paul their Walter defense, Hauser they just kind of like sat there with his eyes covered. But to their defense, they were <laughs> hostages. So the they, other they one, helped as much the as they could. The girl didn't. Um, she like looked away when he shot. When D- yeah. David shot the okay, so well, it was right John Bruno. No, but you literally see, like she's like was like I don't want to look, and he, he shot. Well, I think what happened was. She was covering her face because she she was he was using her to lean because he had oh, gotten that, shot. Oh, that's true. So she was holding him up. Oh, that's true. I forgot about and, that. Like, well, I also think like you know, it's just assumed that they were helping them avoid the landmines. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. So, they also helped them. Yeah. And then the best was when okay back to like the the minefield scene when David was doing that and Paul started like running around. Paul, what's his name? The guy from um. Uh, the Clint Eastwood movie that he's Paul in. Paul Walter. Yeah. Hauser. He was like, stop walking. There are mines everywhere. Please, no one move. And I was like, can everyone just not get blown up? That would have been a fun ending. Just, <laughs> everyone, just everyone just gets blown up and it's like, the end. That seems like a very fun ending to that type of movie. <laughs> oh, also, I found out, because I was very curious, because I saw in the when they are in present day Vietnam, I was like, why is Bud, Budweiser such like, a popular thing? So like, I Googled it and I was like, Oh, like that's Budweiser's like international thing. Like that's where they go internationally. Yeah, I did find it weird they did have uh. a, um, an Apocalypse Now like club. Maybe that's a big movie, and that's a big movie in Vietnam. But th- that shot also with the helicopter seemed yeah. very Apocalypse Now as well. Yeah, but I mean, Apocalypse Now was not a very Vietnam friendly uh. film. Also, no, the, the, it is not. not I never seen it, so I can't. I will say the one criticism I have of this movie is the way he edited some things. Yeah, I did not like where that. like someone would go to hug and it would do it like twice. I mean that's an editing technique. They've done that a lot, but I just thought it was. I don't. I I personally don't like that. But I mean, Spike Lee is very untraditional in like the way he does his movies. So like I get it. But it was just like I was like, oh, I don't like that. Okay. So, calculate. Let's rate it. Matthew, uh, I give it a nine. Kelly, nine. I give it seven point five. What? And that's an eight point five. Oh, such a good movie, that's guys! A great movie. Please watch it. It's really good. It's the first it's like not- Oscar contender. I feel like of this year. Yeah, and it's not like what you guys think. Like, I assumed it was a slow burn movie. It is not a slow burn movie. It's very entertaining. It keeps your, um, it keeps your uh, interest, and the use of music is really good. I feel like they they marketed it as like a war movie, and it's like he just took that and kind of like took it like took it on its head. Like he kind of spun the he took view of he it. took a war movie and made it a Spike Lee war movie. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like here. I want him to do a Marvel movie to do like that kind of like spin to it. I would yeah, love to see that. I have a feeling that would just be like. N- no. Yeah, like, what are you doing? No. <laughs> Defy Blood's a great movie. A Ugh, good, such a a good, good movie. amount. And I think everyone can go watch it. It's on Netflix right now. Hopefully, we'll get to see it in a theater. 
I would love to see it in the theater. But we have a big TV, so like I was fine with seeing it. I would like to see it in the theater, but like the way we had it, we had like surround sound stuff, so it was kind of like we're in a the theater. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Being in a theater is different than in my basement. Jimmy's just jonesing <laughs> for a theater. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I, I know. need to go back to the movie theater. How long has it been now? Since March? The Six. Hunt. March 13th. Oh, my God. That was March the last 13th was the theater. last time I was in a movie theater. Well, hopefully... Somewhere oh in July. Gosh. Hopefully July 17th. Okay, everyone, check us out on Twitter and Instagram. And we have a website, poppoorreview.com. And uh, just check us out. We are also Pop part of... Review on social yeah. media. We are part of the Titancast Network, where they have a whole bunch of great other podcasts. We just keep adding podcasts and podcasts to there. So everyone, go check out Titancast. We will talk to you again next week about another movie. See you soon, guys. Bye. 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 That was a Titan Cast episode.